You're listening to Effortless Parenting with Monica LaPerinassar, your ultimate lifeline to simplifying your parenting so that you can live effortless. Now, I know you're thinking it may not be possible, but I'm going to show you how in each and every episode because you will walk away with actionable implementation to really unlock that mystery behind making your everyday life as a parent feel lighter, more intuitive, and less all-consuming. So if you're ready to ditch that overwhelm, the guesswork, and the stress that comes with parenting the next generation, then you've come to the right place because this podcast is going to share everything that you need to know about how to live effortlessly as a parent right from the start. Welcome back, mamas, to another episode of Effortless Parenting. I am your host, Monica Laparanasar, and it is really an honor and a privilege to have your time um, as you listen to these podcasts week after week. I know that it's a way for us to uh, bond virtually and, more importantly, to gain something from the time that you invest in a podcast. And so I hope you've enjoyed the format and I'm always open to suggestions. So I always like to open the lines of communication because this can be a two-way conversation very easily by connecting with me on Instagram at Effortless Parenting Expert. Um, I'm really active there. I'm also active in stories, taking you into kind of behind the scenes of what it feels like to really prioritize yourself first, right? I mean, that's really the headline with effortless parenting. It is always really never about the child and everything to do with us, the parent, because they become a direct reflection of what we project onto them, right? And the secret sauce to making your life feel more effortless is when you really start to tune into you, Right, And that's such a foreign concept, I think, especially early in motherhood when everything is about the child, right? Everything's about our baby, making sure that uh, they're safe and that they are fed and that they are growing and all of the things, right? That all of our focus goes on to external things, right? Their environment and all of that versus, you know, kind of going inward and really reconnecting with our bodies, both physically and emotionally and spiritually and mentally, right? Motherhood often can feel so overwhelming and and really foreign, maybe like, you know, maybe you have the thoughts that I had, especially after the arrival of my second son, Pablo, I really felt like motherhood and I were not getting along. Maybe I thought, you know, maybe I'm not cut out to be a mom. Maybe motherhood is not for me. This feels very hard. And I lost, you know, my sense of identity and self. Um, And, you know, it's only because now retrospectively looking back, the reason it felt that way is because it wasn't, I was doing motherhood the way that my mom did it, the way that I thought that I should be doing it, you know, following all of the best practices of what, you know, I believed to be what a good mom does, which is doing everything for her children, right? Sacrificing my whole entire being, right? Because not only do our bodies physically um, 
bring a child into this world, but then also, you know, my identity as, you know, a career woman or the things that made, brought me joy, all of those things took a back seat to really just ensuring that my boys were healthy and, you know, thriving, but at what cost? I mean, I want you to start to ask yourself, mama, what is it costing you to always put yourself last or second for that matter? And I know for me, it was costing me my health. It was costing me my partnership with my husband. Um, It was costing me my life because I wasn't happy, right? I mean, on paper, I had everything. A really supportive, loving husband who uh, we were fortunate enough to not need my inc- my you know corporate income, um, so I could stay home and be with our children, which again was not part of the original plan. Kind of defaulted to that since we moved to a different city at the time. Um, you know, so anyway, like I had everything. I had supportive parents. You know, I had what is considered, you know, to be everything on paper. And, um, but I was miserable. I was the most unhappiest version of myself. I was completely lost. I was, you know, over 40 pounds overweight. Um, I I was holding on to this excess weight, no matter how many triple workouts I would do or healthy smoothies and, you know, all these things that I, you know, kind of was doing on the external but I wasn't focusing on the being doing the doing, right? The person on the inside had never really changed, yet my, I expected my external doing, right, my external efforts to change me on the inside. And that is where most of us go wrong, right? We um, avoid doing sort of this inner work. And I call it work, but it's really not work. It's really just a journey of getting to know yourself on the inside out, really getting to know what is the gift or what is the value that you want to offer, you know, to the world and how do you support yourself in creating that alignment, right? And it all starts with the way that we treat ourselves on the inside and it it tra- it comes out on the outside, right? So our habits are really what inform the life that we lead and our habits are truly something that I can probably do a whole entire (laughs) podcast on habits and the importance of habits, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there right now. I'm really just going to keep this all about you, mama, and really trying to keep, give you implement. I can't speak today. Let's try that again. I'm really here to provide you some implementation strategies so that you can start to have tangible takeaways each and every episode. So today, I want to focus on what it's costing you, this question of what it's costing you to put yourself second, right? And putting everybody else before your own needs and desires and wants, right? It's not selfish to do that exploration and more importantly to prioritize yourself first and that's really what catapulted my own personal transformation was I well it was first weight release right I wanted to release the weight and I wanted to get down to why I was not able to even though I was doing all the right things 
And looking back, the reason I held on to that weight was because mentally and emotionally, I was not 100, right? I didn't feel complete. And my body was literally manifesting that imbalance by holding on to that weight, right? And so I want to encourage you to consider, are there things that are going on physically right now? Like, are you do you suffer from TMJ? Do you constantly get migraine headaches? Do you have a kink in your neck? Do you have any sort of tightness around your body? Are you suffering from any kind of, you know, even your GI, like if you have any sort of gastro issues or digestive issues, or is your skin breaking out? You know, all of these symptoms that our body gives us, these are kind of like our body's way of giving us feedback that something else is going on in the picture, right? And oftentimes we like to defer to, well, you know, genetically I have X, Y, and Z tendencies or diseases or, you know, or because of, you know, my age, uh, that was a big one for me. Like I thought that my lack of energy was because I was getting older and had nothing to do with that at all. But again, you know, all of the stories that we uh, use to substantiate the outcomes in our life, the results that we have or lack thereof, we use all of these stories to justify and to substantiate why we aren't seeing what we want to see, you know, on the outside. And that's because we are avoiding... <laughs> Uh, the internal work that you may be conscious of or maybe not conscious of that most of us, right? I want to say 99.9 of us, 9% of us have some sort of, you know, um, childhood, you know, um, healing that needs to happen. And, you know, if I would have consciously had that conversation about four years ago, I would have said, no, my childhood was perfect. Everything was fine. But it isn't until we start to dig, you know, deeper into some of, you know, our self-talk and perhaps why you have certain viewpoints or beliefs or values, um, even habits of thought, you know. And I started to dig deeper and recognize that, yeah, there were things in my childhood that really um, were holding me back from truly stepping into my power, from truly putting myself first because I deserved it, because I didn't have a really strong relationship or even acknowledgement of self-love, what that was, what that looked like, right? Everything that I did was for external validations, right? I equated my own worth to external accomplishments, achievements, all of those cues, but it was never within myself first, right? And so this is uh, this episode is really about you taking a deeper look into how you treat yourself. And more importantly, understanding that if you're on a journey to make parent effortless, which I would imagine is why you're listening to this podcast, then you're like me, mama. You want it to feel natural. You want it to feel intuitive. You don't want to feel like you have to wear a different mask. Uh, probably the worst metaphor I can use right now <laughs> with what's going on, but hey. Um, you know, what? I didn't want to have to wear this other mask in front of my children. I wanted to be authentic and unapologetically, you know, myself 
And why should that have to, why should I have to change who I am in order to fit the sort of mold that we inherited culturally, generationally, all the things about what a mom should be like, right? So here I am with my ripped up jeans and wild hair. And, you know, I listen to (laughs) music that probably isn't age appropriate, but that's me. That's who I am. And I listen to it loud and my kids get to experience a mom who's not hiding who she truly is. Because by them witnessing you, mama, as your authentic self, that allows them, that gives them, you know, the impression that they too can accept themselves the way that they are, that they don't have to pretend to be someone they're not, right? By you simply modeling that vibrant, you know, way of being to them, they inherently become that as well. So I will repeat a lot of these sort of narrow uh, kind of facts because, well, repetition is the mother of all learning and neurologically you need to hear things at least seven times. And so I don't know if you've, it's the first episode or the, you know, or if you're following along with episodes, but, you know, neurologically there's some things that you should know about your child's brain development and how they create their lifelong habits, right? This is why I can tell you that most of us, 99.9% of us, have some sort of childhood healing that needs to happen in order for us to create the change that we want in our life, right? And so zero to seven are is this golden opportunity for you, mama. And don't worry if your kids are over seven, it's still just as impactful. But there is a sweet spot because neurologically, their brains haven't fully developed where the analytical part of the brain steps in to start to filter what they're receiving on in their environment. So that's why you hear that children are sponges or the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And that's because they are directly mirroring your actions, your behaviors, your words, your patterns, (laughs) your reactions, all of it. Now, this isn't intended to make you feel bad, but rather it should feel empowering to know that all you have to do, all you have to do is focus on you first, mama, right? Literally working on your health, right? Finding out what works well for you, making sure your body feels good, making sure that you are prioritizing your self-care, I know that word gets a bad rep, but really just (laughs) self-management, making sure you are taking care of yourself, loving yourself by doing so, right? And the way that you can offset um, sort of the, uh, the need for extra patience while raising children, especially in the toddler age, is ensuring that your cup is full, right? What does that mean? It means that you are making time for you so that you feel more balanced. You see a lot of reasons why we are so reactive and we can like fly off the, you know, fly off the handle is because there's an imbalance and these events trigger us because perhaps we're holding on to guilt, we're holding on to resentment, we are just depleted, we don't feel 100 and so that just creates a recipe for disaster, right? That's a reason why like 
it's a vicious cycle. And until you start to change from the inside out, you are always going to return back to square one. Meaning if you are not feeling 100, no matter how much you do on the outside, it's not going to impact what's happening on the inside, right? And so it's a complete, you know, picture that you have to start to see that your mind and body connection is, you know, this one vessel, one organism. And when you don't prioritize your relationship with yourself, that's where a lot of the disconnect happens, right? And so, you know, the first action item today that I want you to think about is, you know, how are you feeling? How are you feeling physically? You know, having a self-audit practice, daily practice of just checking in with yourself every day, what do I need today? Maybe it's just like throwing the to-do list out the window and taking yourself out and going in nature or going get your nails done or whatever it is that's going to make you feel 100 and not have any meaning to what that is. Don't judge what comes up. What's the first thing that comes up for you? You know, and really honor that because that's intuition. So often we dismiss our own internal voice and we give it the hand because we think it's crazy. We think it's impossible. We put all of the barriers up, but the only barrier that you have is you. And the way that you interpret and translate the things that are happening in your environment. And so recognizing that you hold the keys to how your day goes, right? You are always in control in that sense because you can control your thoughts. And how do you do that? By really being aware of what is that dialogue that you're having. Is it constant critique, judgment, are you mean to yourself? Do you not really honor yourself? If someone were to listen in on your internal dialogue, would they be mortified? I know for me, that was huge. I was like, wow, I'm really mean to myself. But I was giving a nice to everyone else. Like, why can't I treat myself the way I treat my really good bestie? You know, like, it's kind of sad to think about that. Like another perfect example is when I was selling my home, I just remember how much effort I put into making sure the house looked beautiful and was perfect for somebody else. And like my husband and I really like recognized during the selling process, it was our first home that we sold. So there's a lot of learning that happens in that process. And, but one of the biggest takeaways was like, why are we making all of this effort for someone else? Why didn't we put that effort for us to enjoy the home the way that it was? You know what I mean? And so think about it. Think about how much effort you put into someone else having a great experience. But yet when it comes to yourself, you don't. You kind of just push yourself to the side. Like that's not okay. And unfortunately, our children learn this just by watching us, right? If you're always tired, grumpy, um, if you're not, you know, perhaps making healthy decisions and, you know, when it comes to your plates, um, you know, like they are always absorbing and watching us. They're like little recorders. And so use them as your accountability. Do you notice your child whining more? If they're constantly whining or yelling or reacting to their environment, I urge you to use that as feedback for yourself. Huh, 
Am I doing this more? It must be because that's, we know that our children reflect us, right? It's a beautiful like circle of life moment that happens in motherhood that I'm so thankful for because as I mentioned, you know, my, my transformation started at my bottom when it came to my motherhood role. And it was really seeing that impact, you know, change when I started to just focus on myself first, right? Really getting into the best shape of my life really just catapulted me to figuring out, oh, okay, my health is a direct correlation to what's going on with my mind and my heart. And so by giving myself the time to focus on my health was a way for me to show myself love, right? And so I started to build upon that self-love habit of really prioritizing what makes me feel fulfilled, um, what makes me feel joyful and happy, and not feeling guilty about any aspect of that, right? Um, My kids became like, you know, regulars at our kids club at my gym, you know, I mean, that was important to me. And what did my kids get to see? They get to experience a mom who's really prioritizing her physical care, her physical health, right? And so I just encourage you to really consider, again, what it's costing you to always put your, everyone else before yourself, right? Step two, creating that daily self-audit, even if it's at the car, you know, the drop-off lane when you're dropping off your kids at school. Maybe during that time, instead of listening or scrolling or whatever, maybe just get quiet. Ask yourself, you know, what do I need today? What would make me feel really good? You know, what is one thing that I can do that is just for me, right? How can I show myself some love today? And these little micro changes are going to, you know, snowball into bigger, bigger habit changes and bigger milestones for you because it's the accumulation of all of these micro changes that really lead to permanent transformation. It's not this zero to hero concept, you know, there is no radical you know, three-step process to having your best life. It doesn't work that way. And I know that that's not fun to hear. It's not sexy to hear and definitely not marketable (laughs) to hear that it's the small changes that lead to big impact, but that's it. And those small wins matter. Neurologically, that's how our brain creates new pathways. That's how our brain changes its default setting is through these patterns of behavior that need to be consistent and you need to repeat them over and over and over again. And the only way that you do that is by creating small changes. That is how you create less resistance neurologically, right? Let's go back to some science here now. You know, 95% of what you do every single day is your default setting. That is your autopilot mode. You are not really consciously making those decisions. I know it seems radical to think, but it's the truth. That's just a neurological fact. So knowing that you're on sort of this, you know, default setting 95% of your day, the brain's job is to keep you on that blueprint because it's conserving energy, right? Our brains have evolved through time. So in order to conserve energy, it wants to stay predictable, 
That's why you hear get out of your comfort zone. That's really just um, a, a great way to think about it is that if you are feeling comfortable all the time, that means you're just rinsing and repeating your life and you're just kind of going through your default setting. If you are looking to expand and grow and, you know, change the way that you uh, feel, look, all the things, right? I know that's you because you wouldn't be listening to a podcast about personal development if it weren't the case, right? And, um, and I also recognize that parenting is important to you, right? Being a mom is important to you. And it is for me too, because I know that by working on myself, I'm helping them have a higher place to start from, right? Their foundation will be at a more evolved place, right? A place of self-compassion and love and integrity and, you know, really understanding how to become critical thinkers, you know, all the things that you want for your children, right? But they start with you first. I mean, just remember in your childhood, like someone told you, don't do that, right? Your mom would say, don't do that. Be careful. You would do it anyway. You hardly listen. I know I didn't listen to any advice that my parents gave me. I wanted to learn on my own. And so instead of talking our way through what we want our children to be like, start modeling it. That's the easiest way. And you'd be surprised at how often it just starts to happen. You start to see your children change right before your eyes. And they're just simply modeling your behavior. And it's that easy to be able to create more synergy when it comes to, you know, your own care as well as your home life, right, as a parent and more importantly as an individual. So I went a bit on a tangent there, but hey, that's, that's how I roll. Imperfect action is better than no action. And um, yeah, we're just sitting here having a conversation, so... That's how some of these things, sometimes conversations go off in tangents. That's the way this goes. Um, so the headline, let's kind of regroup since I went back on a neurological fact that will happen sometimes. I will always infuse neuroscience because I just love it. I'm fascinated by our biology. And more importantly, I think it's, you know, as a parent, it's important to understand how our organs work so that we can, you know, leverage their power to help us, um, make our life easier, right? When so much of our life, we aren't really connected to our body. And so coming back home to the actual physical body that we are, really understanding how it works um, is a really powerful way to um, make changes sustainable in our life, right? And so knowing that everything that you do is on autopilot, recognizing that it takes consistent repetitive action for you to make changes to that default setting. That is why micro changes, small changes really help you because the brain doesn't sense anything is off when it's a micro change. But when you're starting to do something radical, like let's say wake up earlier and you're not a morning person or become a vegan and you love animal protein, like these really drastic changes, it just, it's huge. It's really hard for you to sustain that long-term, right? But of course, the health and wellness industry does not want you to know that because they they gain so much from all of these short-term results and the latest trends of how to be your slimmest, best life possible usually comes packaged in a 30-day challenge or some sort of supplement or 
whatever other insert any other product or fitness routine and my goodness it's a billion dollar industry for a reason right and it because it it really doesn't solve the core issue <laughs> the core the root cause of why we have inconsistency when it comes to our health right and it's because we are so focused on the external that we avoid uh <laughs> the origin of the issues, which is all stems from our inside, our internal relationship with the self. And, you know, to kind of wrap this up for, for me, that truly began when I started to do the work, the inner healing to really recognize what is it that I want? And, you know, how do I want my kids to experience a mom? And I want them to experience a mom that's happy, that's healthy, that loves herself unconditionally. So I had to really reconnect with myself. And there's, uh, that's going to look different for each and every one of you. So I don't have like a recipe for how to get to know yourself better. That's not how this works. I mean, I typically, I actually don't um, prescribe any protocols or step-by-step -step process for my clients. I really focus on creating customized, you know, frameworks and allow for some personalization to happen because that is how you achieve permanent change. It's not through, you know, someone else's lens, but rather your own. And we have our own stories, right? Um, so, yeah. So I think right now the best way that I can kind of wrap up this episode that is a little bit scattered than most of my episodes, but that's, that's okay. I literally just arrived to Texas about two days ago after a four day cross country trip uh, from California. Well, it's not cross country, but halfway. And um, yeah, I'm giving myself some grace. And that is what I'm asking you to do, mama, is to give yourself some grace. Where can you, um, you know, loosen up a little bit as it relates to your schedule and your routines to really embody a, a more relaxed approach to the way that you show up every day, not only as a mom, but as a woman, right? So with that, I will leave you as always. I encourage you to reach out to me on Instagram, DM me, give me a shout out. Let me know that you are listening to the podcast. Um, I would love any feedback you have or any specific topics that are top of mind for you. Um, and definitely, uh, if you are looking to really take your parenting to that next level, I am opening up a few spots for one-on-one, -on -one, uh, custom support, um, with everything that's going on in my life right now. I really am only kind of, I'm really being protective of my time and my energy and so uh, definitely reach out if that is something that you are interested in. Um, again, I don't normally open up for one-on-ones, but I am allowing myself for a few clients. And as I kind of revamp my group programs, um, but until then, I look forward to hearing you um, connect with me on Instagram and more importantly, catching all of the episodes here in Effortless Parenting. Each and every week is really my intention to give you tools and strategies that actually can, you can walk away from each episode with something tangible, right? So uh, with that, I will leave you. Remember, 
put yourself first, Mama, and watch as your little mirrors start to reflect all of the beautiful care that you take for yourself onto themselves. With that, I will catch you next time.